Hello, my name is Sandy Adamitis, the social media director for the Page International Screenwriting Awards, and your host for the Writer's Hangout, a podcast that celebrates the many stages of writing, from inspiration to the first draft, revising, getting a project made, and everything in between. We'll talk to the best and the brightest in the entertainment industry and create a space where you can hang out, learn from the pros, and have fun. Hey, writers, it's Sandy. Today, I'd like to tell you about the Mammoth Memo. The Mammoth Memo was written by writer-director David Mamet, and David Mamet won the 1984 Pulitzer Prize for Drama in 1984 for Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, and earned a reputation for writing working class characters and for his trademark dialogue. All those memes you see with Alec Baldwin going, coffee is for closers and always be closing is from Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. David began writing plays while attending college in Vermont, and then he returned back to Chicago where he was born and where many of his plays were first staged. He worked at various factory jobs and as a real estate agent and as a taxi driver. All these experiences provided the background for his plays. Mamet also wrote feature screenplays for films like The Postman Always Rings Twice, The Verdict, The Untouchables, Hoffa, and the film adaptation of his play, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. When Mamet wrote this memo, he was writing it to the writing staff of his CBS show, The Unit, which ran for four seasons. It ran from 2005 to 2009. The unit followed a covert special forces team as they risked their lives on undercover missions around the globe while their families maintained the home. Part of the show's focus is the effect that the group's mission had on the guys wives and girlfriends. Scott Foley was the lead. I think the first time I saw Scott Foley, he was in Felicity, which was about the first year of college and starred Carrie Russell and Scott Speedman. The Mammoth Memo surfaced online shortly after the unit was canceled in 2009 and has been passed around writers' rooms ever since. The unit is currently on Hulu if you'd like to check it out. And here are two fun little facts I found on TV.com. The unit is based on Commander Sergeant Major Eric L. Haney's 2002 memoir, Inside Delta Force, the story of America's elite counterterrorism unit. And in 2003, Haney served as technical advisor and weapons expert on Spartan, an action thriller written and directed by David Mamet. The film's lead character, a special Ops Marksman, played by Val Kilmer, was based in part on Haney and his experience in Delta Force. So while shooting the film, Mamet and Haney discussed creating a TV show based on Haney's experience. Thus, the seeds for the unit were planted. Okay, on to the memo. To the writers of the unit, greetings. As we learn how to write this show, a reoccurring problem becomes clear. 
The problem is this, to differentiate between drama and non-drama. Let me break it down now. Everyone in creation is screaming at us to make the show clear. We are tasked with, it seems, cramming a S-load of information into a little bit of time. Our friends, the Penguins, I assume he's talking about the network and studio execs, think that we, therefore, are employed to communicate information. And so, at times, it seems to us. But note, the audience will not tune in to watch information. You wouldn't. I wouldn't. No one would or will. The audience will only tune in and stay tuned to watch drama. Question. What is drama? Drama, again, is the quest of the hero to overcome those things which prevent him from achieving a specific acute goal. So, we, the writers, must ask ourselves of every scene these three questions. Question number one, who wants what? Question number two, what happens if she doesn't get it? Question number three, why now? The answers to these questions are litmus paper. Apply them and their answers will tell you if the scene is dramatic or not. If the scene is not dramatically written, it will not be dramatically acted. There is no magic fairy dust which will make a boring, useless, redundant, or merely informative scene after it leaves your typewriter. You, the writers, are in charge of making sure every scene is dramatic. This means all the little expositional scenes of two people talking about a third, this bourgeois, and we all tend to write it on the first draft, is less than useful, should it finally, God forbid, get filmed. If the scene bores you when you read it, rest assured it will bore the actors and will then bore the audience. And we're all going to be back in the breadline. Someone has to make the scene dramatic. It is not the actor's job. The actor's job is to be truthful. It is not the director's job. His or her job is to film it straightforwardly and remind the actors to talk fast. It is your job. Every scene must be dramatic. That means the main character must have a simple, straightforward, pressing need, which impels him or her to show up in the scene. This need is why they came. It is what the scene is about. Their attempt to get the need met will lead, at the end of the scene, to failure. This is how the scene is over. It, this failure, will then, of necessity, propel us into the next scene. All these attempts taken together will, over the course of the episode, constitute the plot. Any scene, thus, which does not both advance the plot and stand alone, that is dramatically by itself on its own merits, is either superfluous or incorrectly written. Yes, but, yes, but, yes, but, you say. Well, what about the necessity of writing in all that information? And I respond, figure it out. Any dickhead with a blue suit can be and is taught to say, 
make it clearer, and I want to know more about him. When you've made it so clear that even this blue-suited penguin is happy, both you and he or she will be out of a job. The job of the dramatist is to make the audience wonder what happens next, not to explain to them what just happened or to suggest to them what happens next. Any dickhead as above can write, but Jim, if we don't assassinate the prime minister in the next scene, all Europe will be engulfed in flames. We're not getting paid to realize that the audience needs this information to understand the next scene, but to figure out how to write the scene before us such that the audience will be interested in what happens next. Yes, but, yes, but, yes, but, you reiterate. And I respond, figure it out. How does one strike the balance between withholding and vouchsaging information? That is the essential task of the dramatist. And the ability to do that is what separates you from the lesser species in their blue suits. Figure it out. Start every time with this invaluable rule. The scene must be dramatic. It must start because the hero has a problem, and it must culminate with the hero finding him or himself either thwarted or educated that another way exists. Look at your log lines. Any log line reading Rob and Sue discuss is not describing a dramatic scene. Think like a filmmaker rather than a functionary, because in truth, you are making the film. What you write they will shoot. Here are the danger signals. Anytime two characters are talking about a third, a scene is a crock of ass. Anytime any character is saying to another, as you know, that is telling another character what you, the writer, need the audience to know, the scene is a crock of ass. Do not write a crock of ass. Write a ripping three, four, seven minute scene which moves the story along. And you can very soon buy a house in Bel Air and hire someone to live there for you. Remember, you are writing for a visual medium. Most television writers, ours included, sound like radio. The camera can do the explaining for you. Let it. What are the characters doing? Literally, what are they handling? What are they reading? What are they watching on television? What are they seeing? If you pretend the characters can't speak and write a silent movie, you will be writing great drama. If you deprive yourself of the crutch of narration, exposition, indeed of speech, you will be forged to work in a new medium, telling the story in pictures, also known as screenwriting. This is a new skill. No one does it naturally. You can train yourself to do it, but you need to start. I close with one thought. Look at that scene and ask yourself, is it dramatic? Is it essential? Does it advance the plot? Answer truthfully. If the answer is no, write it again or throw it out. If you've got any questions, call me up. Love, David Mamet. Santa Monica, October 19, 2005. The Mamet Memo has been floating around in writers' rooms for years, and every couple of years it resurfaces online because it's good. We'll post the memo on our IG page, the Writers Hangout podcast, 
and I hope you read it. I hope you print it out. I hope you tape it to your wall. It's a good thing to reread every once in a while. So writers, coffee is for closers and always be closing. That's a wrap for the Writer's Hangout. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, like, and thrive. Till we get to hang out again, keep writing. The world needs your stories. The Writer's Hangout is sponsored by the Page International Screenwriting Awards. Executive producer, Kristen O'Verne. Producers, Terry Sampson and Sandy Adamitis. Music by Ethan Stoller.